I'm not exactly like you, okay? I don't want to conquer planets or kill things or wear a lame cape. It's not lame, it's LeMay. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 16, T, The Terrestrial. So I, most of the time I ask, I just basically blurt out a question. Uh, this one requires a little bit of discussion, and it is very appropriate to the episode. Okay, discussion, appropriate, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board with this so far. So one of my greatest fears is, um, so there is a section in this episode where a TV spontaneously comes on uh-huh. and starts talking at people. I, it is played off for a laugh, but I legitimately have a fear sometimes when it's very late at night and I'm very tired. If I'm in a room with a TV, it will come on and there will be just a floating head, like similar to like the Twilight Zone, right? Okay. And it will start talking at me and I can't reply and it will start being like horror movie level kind of like discussion. Okay. That is a, that is a very specific, uh, fear. Yes. Okay. Um, it, it, it's probably unhealthy to have that. But it, I will say it has gone, gone kind of reduced because I'm not up late anymore. I've stopped staying up late uh, because I'm an old man and it's 10 o'clock is my time. So what you're saying is, is that you didn't conquer your fear with age. Your age conquered you yes. into not avoiding ca- the fear. Yes. Okay. It's perfect. Okay. So Ben, my question for you after that l- extensive lead up, what's one of the weirdest fears you've got? I mean, let's just bear ourselves. Uh, let's lay ourselves bare for our for our uh, listeners this week. My, I mean, it's not that weird, but my biggest fear is probably bees. Like, okay. when they're around, I'd get very petrified. Sure, um, of them. The stingingness. Um, yeah, they just they're just the buzzing and the the fact that they like have the power to like be a dick to me at any moment, mm. but they. Uh, don't necessarily choose to do so sure well i mean them being a dick to you will kill them i mean yeah well so it's bees and and wasps and yellow jackets like all those things okay so you classified that under bees all the things in the um buzz and sting buzz and sting yellow jackets wasps etc 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 so like a bee is gonna yeah he's he's gonna he's gonna hit me but he's gonna take himself i'm gonna do more damage to him than he's gonna do to me and we need those bees we need bees bees are great they pollinate they Mm -hmm. give us honey they're very important to the ecosystems and the the planet exactly you just don't want them buzzing around i just don't want them buzzing around me that's fair um i think that's reasonable so it's not it's not a weird fear no i don't think it's weird um I mean, so the thing is, as someone with anxiety, I've got a lot of very weird fears that, mm-hmm. like, I can't think of off the top of my head. Sure. Because it is this constant presence of, like, oh, hey, 
that person who you looked at slightly weird might think you hate them now. So you're going to sit with that for like five hours. Have fun with that. Mm-hmm. As right? somebody else with anxiety, correct. So um, I'm trying to think of like any sort of persistent like, you know, like the one that you said. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I have any off the top of my head. Um, Would you like me to share another? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, give, give me more of your fears so that I may have power over you. So, <laughs> more power to Ben. I'm going to turn a TV on when you're in a room by yourself, and then you're going to release bees into my apartment. So clearly, I lose this exchange. <laughs> the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> So I, uh, when I live in places that have a stairwell in them, so like mm-hmm. really the only place I remember this happening is, um, my father's house. Um, and I'm, ta- I'm the last one up. So again, again, it's a late at night fear. Okay. So it could be like tired and other things. Cause I was a teenager and just like anxiety and what have you, um, that I w- cause you have to turn off all the lights in the house. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. You know, your dad will get mad at you if you don't, because you're wasting electricity. Blah, absolutely, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Of course. Um, so as soon as I turned off the last light downstairs, it was an unsafe space. Okay. You can't see. You don't know what's down there. It's locked up, but you never know. So I would just fly up the stairs because I'm terrified. Who knows what's down there? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that seems seems legit. Um. <laughs> I appreciate I will, that. I will say so. Yes. I I still don't, I still don't really have a good um, answer to that question, but I will say the TV turning itself on made me think of the game Eternal Darkness on okay. the GameCube, which is a great game, and I love it. I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's a survival horror game. Okay, I've never played it, but I, I've watched a lot of it. You slowly go insane and Mm -hmm. so the game starts playing tricks on you both in game and like in real life and so i will say that one time uh i had rented it uh because i was gonna watch my mom's place and like watch her dogs for the weekend oh that's not the best time for that and she had a 5.1 surround sound system, oh, which I wasn't no. accustomed to. So I'm playing this game where you slowly start going insane and things start making all these noises. And the dogs that I was there to watch kept barking at stuff outside. So it was legit starting to get to me. Mm-hmm. Because usually when I'm playing this, it was back on like an old CRT television with sure. crappy sound. It was fine. And so it was starting to get to where I I kept pausing the game and be like, I someone like I'd go, you know, because I'm in a not super familiar house. Mm-hmm. Um, 5.1 surround sound, uh-huh. probably a good TV. Noise is happening all around me. And so then one of the things that the game will do to trick you is we'll pretend like the TV turned off. Mm-hmm. Like you'll walk into a room, you'll start getting attacked by zombies and then the TV turns off. And so that happened. I was like, oh, crap, oh, crap, because I thought one of the dogs stepped on the remote. Like, sure, I'm yeah. freaking out. So it totally got me. You, um, you, it was the right situation for you to just get 100% taken by this video game. I bet I bet you that this is what they were. I mean, it's clearly what they intended to for you to immerse yourself as much as they, you could, especially at 5.1 and a good TV. Oh, man, you could be real immersed by that. Oh, yeah. So it was um, it was pretty great. Um and um yeah that's the thing i thought of immediately when you're like tvs turning themselves on Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've I've been meaning to play that game, but also probably not. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to hopefully try to... If I can get a capture card, uh, I'm going to hopefully try to stream it this spooky season. So... So anyways, uh, with now that our deepest fears and stories about video games are all on the table. To be fair, my fears and your be- bees. Fear and bees. Fe- fear of a bee planet. Let's talk about <laughs> season seven, episode 16, T the Terrestrial. It's one of the seven to the seventh wonders of the world, according to the opening title. That's that's a lot of wonders. It's a lot of wonders. It also point it asks the question, what is the world in Futurama? Is it just Earth or is it everything? It's a good question. I feel like once space travel really opens up, we're going to have to sort of redefine what world means. Because mm-hmm. world could just mean a planet. But then you're also saying planet. They could be synonyms at that point. It's true. So we start out on Omicron Percy I-8 which I will start out by saying I typed so many times in my notes that I started just <laughs> abbreviating it as um, OP8, which That's fair. when you say it really fast, it sounds like opiate. So there you go. Cool. That's a thing I learned doing the notes for this episode. I will t- tell you that down in my note notes because um, I take notes while I'm for the after talking show. About, yeah, for the after mm-hmm. show. Talking about return back to, to back to the Futurama. <laughs> Back to talk to the Futurama. So Omicron Percy I ate. Lur is watching TV and uh, I do love the show. Like he's is an ad for a TV show mm. where it's like some cops can read minds. Some cops can see the past and some cops get help from angels. But there's still one cop with no special abilities whatsoever. I love the name of it. It's the Finder Router. It's uh-huh. so tremendous. Klaus Mandela is the Finder Router. I like the name. It's a cool name. It is. It sounds like one of those things you do. You'd get from like a, a random name generator oh, yeah. it online. Super is. Like use your first initial and like the you month know. you were born or whatever. And that's your cop name generator. I wonder if there's a cop name generator <laughs> online. And Cop we have made generator. it one piece of my notes. <laughs> uh, so I need like one that uses. Okay. Nope. That's a porn name generator. <laughs> we Cry- could do that instead. I don't know. There's a, uh, I won't spend too long on this, but <laughs> Cause there is a crime, a crime thriller book title generator. So mine, uh, the first word is the, the second okay. next one is first name begins with B, so hidden, and surname begins with M, so kiss. So the hidden kiss. <laughs> oh no! I thought this was the crime one, not the porn one. <laughs> you okay? G- give me a good one. M is hollow. The hollow. And S is Fisher. <laughs> the hollow Fisher. That doesn't. <laughs> That like, sounds like uh, a horror book. Like fisher oh, as in fissure, like not fissure. Like, uh-huh. Okay, I thought you were like a guy who fishes. No, no, no. Like a fissure. That also sounds like a porn name. <laughs> oh, we were doing so well and now we're off the rails. Were we? So That's anyways. Fair. I think we're about five minutes in at um, this point. Klaus Mandela is the finder outer. And um, I do like how in the promo he's all like, Oh, if only I could see into the past. Or like, man, I I can't read minds. The only way to find out who killed it is to find it out. 
mean, meanwhile, Lur's son, Jur, comes in, mm-hmm. um, who uh, was... At first, I was like, is that Jur? I honestly could not remember be- the name. Because... Well, I was like, oh, that has to be from the problem with poplars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they go about 10 minutes into the episode before they actually say his name. Yes. So I was like, it could be another son. They have a lot of young. It's true, but apparently not for... Lur only seems to have the one. So Jur comes in and he wants help earning his merit badge for his Omicronian scout uh, troop or whatever, troop. yeah. Uh, Lur initially says that NBC needs his love more than Jur does, which I thought was very funny. Uh, Nindinda yells at him to either help him or degoss the lawn. Look, as first of all, I want to say as a fan of Community and a fan of 30 Rock, if you don't give your love to NBC, NBC will take the things you love away. <laughs> it's true. That it is, is fair. 100% true. Mm-hmm. You got to cling on to it. You got to hold on to it while you got it because it will take the things you love. Same with Fox. Considering we're talking Fox about... Fox doesn't care, though. No, that's Fox, fair. <laughs> Fox is like, okay, cool. Fans love it. Critics love it. F it. Move it around. We're getting rid of it. Is it Family Guy? Nope. All right, cool. Family Guy, you take that spot now. All <laughs> Family Guy all the time. Plus American Dad. We made a deal with uh seth mcfarlane, seth MacFarlane yeah. and so like now it's just it's seth mcfarlane all the time oh and don't, he's got a new show coming out this fall and don't worry about the shambling corpse of the simpsons don't worry about it second i do really like that they have to degauss the lawn mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very good I, li- I like that 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 as well so anyways they go into jur's bedroom and they are looking at this catalog of merit badges that mm-hmm. he can earn Jur is excited about the skull arrangement merit badge, but Lur is wanting him to have a more manly badge, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate that it's not the girl scouts; it's the girl scouts. That's there's always the girl, the like. Er At some sound. point, Futurama was like, "We're gonna go all in with naming literally every male Omicronian." and like so many of these other Omicronian yeah. things, like with all those R's in yeah. it. I think I can't I can't think of an Omicronian that doesn't isn't named that other than Ndunda. Right. Like that's it. Like so, are there other <laughs> female Omicronians? There have to be, right? I mean, there have to be, but also in the one where uh they split up, he and he dates the Omicronian who's not really an Omicronian. Yeah. Her name is Girl. So. That should have tipped him off then. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because th- there seem to be two different naming styles. The er maybe. So here's my here's my scheme. My scheme. <laughs> my sch- here's my here's here's my thought. Is that it is two different tribes of Omicronian. Okay. So one comes from this this lineage that names them all like with all those R names, mm-hmm. and then the other one is just N's and D's, and like mm-hmm. that's it. Um, and then so, so like, only together they can actually have s- still no vowels, but you know, get them together and uh huh. Well, so I have to assume then that Ndinda is from a different tribe, and there's there's some backstory there. I'm filling in, I fe- I'm filling in a <laughs> lot of backstory here. I feel like at one point she did say 
uh, females are from Omicronian Persei 7 and males are from Omicron Persei 9. Right, but that's just... Could they be different tribes on different planets and then the eighth one is just for Lur? But that is just a reference to men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I understand. I'm using the primary source, though. Because maybe that's... Yeah, but you're not going to read the book, uh, uh, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus, and be like, ah, yes, this primary source informs me that as a man, I come from the fourth planet in the solar system, (laughs) Mars, where there's very little atmosphere, (laughs) dust storms that that last for months. Sure. um, Temperature is so cold that I would die. Sure. But in my defense... I know more about the human race than I do about the Omicronians. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're all on this planet. Could be wrong. You never know. You could be listening to this in the future where we've put man on Mars. And some men have been on moon. But the Omicronian, I don't know what the Omicronians are like. They could be on seven. They could be on nine. They could be everywhere. Who knows? We all, we see a whole lot of humans on a whole lot of different planets in the show. Unless they're men who are from Mars. That's why none of us are men or, or women, because we're all just people, see? It's true. Because men are from Mars, and right. none can live there, because exactly. there's no atmosphere. And women are from Venus, and none can live there, because there's too much atmosphere. It's true. It's almost like the rest of us are in the middle of that spectrum. Exactly, where there's just enough atmosphere. Mm-hmm. See, we figured it out. And proved that gender is a spectrum. Exactly. (laughs) Just like atmospheres. (laughs) We're doing a service. So... What are we doing here, actually? Lur decides that Jur needs a a merit badge that is a manly merit badge. And so instead of girlies skull arranging, they're going to do... uh, Why not invade a planet? Because he happens to know Mm -hmm. the easiest planet to invade in the whole galaxy. Spoiler alert, it's Earth. So we cut to Earth. You know, there's a lot of truth there, to be fair. (laughs) Even now, I bet if aliens would come down from the heavens, they'd probably be like, yeah, these guys are idiots. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they... Uh, for all we know they are downloading this podcast right now no, they like, definitely know that do we even want to take this over <laughs> yes. i don't know this is such low value meanwhile at planet express the professor in the second scene finally we've we did it we got to the second scene <laughs> the professor is in terrible pain uh and he's like good news everyone you're like this isn't good news no it's not it's like well no i didn't say that what I need is my good news brand herbal supplements, uh, but I'm out of it. So I need everyone to go get it for me. Um, he, uh, if he if they don't, he'll be completely seized with arthritis. And this is when my horror started because the TV turns on. Uh, Morbo saying, we interrupt the TV not being on to give you a special bulletin because the Omicronians are landing it at the White House. On the White House lawn where such things usually land. That's true. I did like that little line. <laughs> um, this is when Jur uh, rings the White House door bell to invade the planet. Lur kind of has to walk Jur through. Yeah, speaking of being a 30 Rock fan, this is the Rur Jur all over again. <laughs> uh, Lur has to walk Jur through the whole mm. thing. It's like, don't look at me. Look at you're invading him. Yeah, it's look it's at- it's like uh, having your dad walk you through your first date. You, you uh-huh. asking a girl out for the first time or something like that. Um, and so Nixon or is boy. I, I don't know. Nixon is like, 
uh, I'm sorry. You got you got to speak up. Like, what? What do you want? <laughs> and then Lur is just like, whatever. And so he pulls out a gun. Yeah, because they're the headless body of Agnew and Nixon are both laughing at Jur. Because it's like, ha, ah, you, you want to try to invade us? And Lur backs him up with the gun. And then he hands the gun to Jur and is just like, just shoot, shoot something so we can get back in time to watch the f- uh, figure outer. Yeah, you gotta or blow finder some, outer. The finder outer. It's such good. He's gotta blow something up, and he just kind of defaults to disintegrating uh, the headless body of Agnew. It's Nixon's second to last clone of Agnew. Looks like he needs to order some more from Amazon Prime. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm sure. I'm sure by the year three thousand, uh, Amazon will be cloning people. That feels. That feels too right. If it's it's a like I, I started down that that road that joke and I was like oh no this is too real yeah. you know how I had the two fears from the opening now it's three now it's three excellent I'm adding fears at an astounding rate Alexa order me a podcast host clone thank you Alexa <laughs> so um. We apologize for everyone who hasn't. I apologize just... for nothing. So <laughs> okay, Mike, apologizes. enjoy your new podcast podcast host. That's true. delivered See? directly to your house. There you go. If you, you can were... start a podcast, you can start a podcast. That's probably better than this one. So, uh, yeah. So the headless body of Agnew gets disintegrated. Yeah, and this makes Nixon really upset, as it does for me too. He's running out of the clone of Agnew. So Nixon wants to get even, and so he calls for a planetary embargo against Omicron per CI8, including cultural exports. Which he means TV. It is kind of our biggest cultural export. It's fair. Uh, this is when Lur does the usual overdramatic, on the knees, raising to the sky. No! You'd think it was a Calculon moment. You would think. I'm sure Lur has watched enough Calculon. Probably. Know. Like, <laughs> let's talk about Lur always wanting to watch the television. Uh, so back at Planet Express, we uh, the crew gets uh, uh, this news uh, or this pre- uh, press conference from mm-hmm. Richard Nixon. It's on um, every channel. They can't literally avoid it. every channel. You can't avoid it. Um, that. Uh, there's no more Omicronian business whatsoever. And Leela says, it's fine. I never liked going to Omicron per CI8 anyways. If we wanted to breathe sulfuric acid and get our heads torn off by giant lizards, we could always just go to Gary, Indiana. The professor's like, I would never even send you to Gary, Indiana. So that means that so far this show has specifically dissed Eugene, Oregon and Gary, Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. And the state of New Jersey, but that's just part you know, of the course. I feel like every TV show does that one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is when the professor sends them directly to Omicron per CI8 because the main ingredient of his supplement grows there. And because of the embargo, the only place to get it now is straight from the source, which means there is no there, there seems to be no supply chain that because it, <laughs> it, you just have to go get it. Like... There's got to be stuff on planet, my man. Nope. It just immediately is gone. Yeah. Somehow. Embargo. Woof. It's gone in a fire. So Hermes does not want to send the crew to their possible death for Mm -hmm. this until the professor refers to it as the sacred weed of Omicron. 
And Hermes is like, wait a minute, smells the bottle. He's like, this stuff is the Omicronic. It's weed. Oh, yeah. It's that sweet Omicron weed. It's probably pretty dank. The dankest. I I can't speak to the... It seems dank. I cannot speak to whether or not it is the dankest. This week, we're brought to you by Omicronian weed. It's the dankest in the galaxy. You know, you really got to tell me about some of these ads before we do them, because I just look foolish. I know. You just keep putting your foot in your mouth, and then it, we mm. cut straight to the ad right away. Yeah. I. You know what? I think to to do some relaxing, I got to get on some of this Omicronian weed. Boy, I cannot wait for that to be in the podcast now that I've said it and thought it out loud. Uh, anyways. It's legal uh, Winners don't use drugs. So... This podcast brought to you by the FBI. Winners don't use drugs. (laughs) They sure don't. Because that's what the arcades uh, cabinets always told us. Uh Uh-huh. They sure did. Mm -hmm. And and then they had the WWF game on them. Oh, I was always uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the beat-em-up game. That's also fair. So good. And the Simpsons one, that was like surprisingly good. They have the the pizza joint near me. The, the, The Simpsons one. We should go there and we should play a whole lot of the Simpsons arcade game. You... Uh, you were reading my mind, my friend. Back at Omicron Percy I-8, uh, the crew is at, uh, outside of the uh, embargo, mm-hmm. um, the uh, blockade. That's the word I'm looking for. I mean, both work. Uh, it's spearheaded by the Nimbus, so we're going to get some zap. Not terribly much, though, because... Sp- it'll be sprinkled in, zap. Because Hermes is like, let's engage our cloaking device. Well, the ship doesn't have that. Uh, let's engage our stealth drive. The ship doesn't have like doesn't have anything. Yeah, it's like well, what do we have? A can of paint. So they paint in bri- big bright red letters, Omicronian Express, and then they signal that they are headed home. <laughs> and Zap's like, "Home? That's where I live. Let them through." I mean, that seems pretty like that's the most sensible thing Zap has ever said. <laughs> it's true. Right? Like, if I'm if I'm like, man, I just want to get home. Like, you know that feeling when you have been on vacation for a while and mm-hmm. you just want to get home and you just want to sleep in your own bed. Sure. And all you want to do is walk in that door, drop literally all of the things you had with you. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, plop down on that bed. Anyone who denies that is a monster. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Including pets. Including pets. They should be cool with your plan to yeah to elope with your bed for the evening. Yes, I am. I am retiring to the parlor. So that's what I call my bedroom, I guess. They land on the planet, and they are uh, gonna look for this this the dankest of uh, weed. I'm gonna say weed a lot on this podcast, yeah. huh? I mean it. It is part of the story. Um, they, they use the buddy system and buddy up. So Fry and Bender are together. Leela and Amy are together. And Hermes is with Zoidberg to which Zoidberg says, screw it again, my friend, <laughs> which is like, wow, Zoidberg, you get one line in this episode. It feels, did he say anything else? Um, he might've said something at one of the, when, I mean, he, he has one memorable line in this episode. <laughs> you know what? We just need to adjust that. And it's correct. Yeah. Um, it is weird to me that just a few episodes ago, he was like, everybody loves me. Hermes is my best friend. Like, mm. 
yeah why like why wouldn't he be yeah and then on this one he's like man you got screwed yeah you're stuck with this guy it, it, it may know he may have at least for this gag some un- understanding of where he is in the uh planet express social order i guess says, well you could have been with bender but you're with me instead so sorry but you know you, you get- went to the olympic games and you got bronze well you got screwed <laughs> like it's still a bronze medal yeah you went That's to the still way better than like literally every other team except for yeah. two you yeah you got beat by two people there are millions of us they go i can't i can't out out uh pole vault you friend so they go searching for this dankest of omicronian weed and they uh realize that bender's ass illuminates the the weed because of his like something electromagnetism about, yeah it's some something about his like magnetic field or something triggers the herbs bioluminescence which is okay sure why not it is a nonsensical thing it is the most nonsensical gun in the first act <laughs> it's true i don't even think it really much it it only exists for a few gags later. I can't think mm-hmm. of anything where, like, if that didn't actually happen, where the plot would. I mean, it's. I mean, we'll get there. Okay, we we will get there. But it my feels friend. like more gags than plot. So they're they're harvesting all this Omicronian mm-hmm. weed, and uh, Fry gets distracted by a castle, and he's like, "Oh man, I gotta go check that out." Hey Bender, you'll let me know if we need to cheese it, right? and and bender is too busy harvesting yeah yeah whatever except well no he very specifically says that it is oh. the first law of robotics oh that's right yes he does because you that. can't let harm come to humans and so it's literally the first law of robotics you gotta let him know when you gotta cheese it i feel like bender doesn't follow that law very often oh no not at all so i don't know why fry would believe him it's a good question <laughs> I'm misplaced fi- trust. I'm finding holes in this episode of Futurama as we speak. There are a lot of holes in this episode, not going to lie. Um, More than if, if I'm finding them, there are some big holes. Because usually I'm not very good at finding plot holes. The Omicronian police show up and so they cheese it. But uh, Bender does not tell Fry. Bender neglects to tell Fry about that whole cheesing it thing, much to all of our surprise. Yeah um it, it basically leela's like where's fry and bitter's like i saw him in the the di- in the uh the the kitchen with dinah i don't care let's go and they it slaps the start button so they take off and fry stuck on the planet mm-hmm. the planet that humans just can't get to anymore because of an embargo mm-hmm. so you know great times for fry it's a good time for fry um so the, uh, we go back to the palace. Lur is mad because now he only gets Omicronian shows and they are seemingly garbage. It does look pretty awful. It's like two puppets beating each other up with sticks. With a surprisingly good amount of laughter. It was a laugh track. It was 100% a laugh track. But it's very... I, li- I like the idea that they're actually like putting enough uh, production value to put a laugh track under it. Jur goes out back. Yeah, he wants to play Skull Ball with Lur, but Lur only wants to watch the TV regardless of the quality of what's on there. Sometimes you just gotta unwind and it doesn't <laughs> matter how. And Although you'd think with all that dank Omicronian weed. I know, right? <laughs> like, how are you not enjoying... Maybe, well, here, maybe this. Maybe it's just because of the human like, b- 
biorhythm. It just works, or not biorhythm, that's nothing, but you know what I mean? Like the bio biology. It just triggers something real good in humans. But Omicronians are just like, it's like lettuce. Okay. Sure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you just have all these these great salads on Omicronia and Persia. Hey. I'm going to refer to marijuana as Omicronian lettuce from now on. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great name. So I'm so glad I had a hand in creating it. Uh, so yeah, Jur goes out back and he hears Fry sneeze in this like tool shed. And he throws the skull ball in there and it hits Fry. It's like, Jur's like, you you can come out. D- d- don't be scared. Fry does not come out. So Jur leaves this trail of candy for Fry to, to entice Fry out. Um, we start the very obvious uh, E.T. Oh, references yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm um yeah this is this is et it's just it is now it's backwards et <laughs> it is yeah it is exactly with a lot more ET. weed and more sorry uh, omicronian lettuce yeah thank you um fry does come out to eat these uh like trail of candies and uh juror says that those are that those are my turds yeah which makes me wonder why he was like i'm gonna leave this trail i think it was a scare thing because he was scared turdless. Let's put it that way. Huh. Okay. So he just sort of lets it fall where it lands and then just leaves it there. At least outside. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, who, who among us? Um, okay. I, moving on. I don't, <laughs> I don't do not want to, uh, this is not a topic you want to continue talking about. Uh, Pooping outside? Have, have I have I misunderstood hiking? I think I might have, based on your reaction. There is there is a very <laughs> there is a very specific procedure for pooping outside, and you can listen to our friends' podcast, Stool Pigeons, to, who they they go through the whole process, learn all about it. I will do that because apparently I don't know how to poop outside. Apparently, you don't. To be fair, I've never pooped outside. I don't think. I think you I don't think. <laughs> I, I, I know I've been like rough in it before, but there was always like a place, outhouse or outhouse. Okay. Yeah. There, so I so my family, boy howdy, this is gonna be a story. My my family has an outhouse or not a, just an outhouse. Uh, well, um, there is a mine in central Alaska, like past Fairbanks, where there's nothing, you no cell phone coverage or anything. Okay, still had an outhouse. And that was that's where I would most likely have pooped outside. Okay, cool. But we had an outhouse in Central Alaska. Excellent. Now I, I know too much, or not enough. I could tell you more about me pooping in Alaska because <laughs> I could do that. I've done a decent amount of pooping there. So what I'm gathering is that so far <laughs> the topics we've discussed most this episode is TVs turning themselves on. Pooping outside. And Omicronian lettuce. And Omicronian lettuce. The dankest of Omicronian lettuce. (laughs) This is such a successful episode. I don't like to pat my back in the middle of one, but I think we're doing it, Ben. So, anyways, uh, 
Jur is like, um, we're going to be friends now, and I'm going to call you T. And he's like, for terrestrial? And he's like, no, for turd eater. From the mouths of babes. Back at Planet Express. Bender is on the couch reading Cigar mm. Jerk, a magazine I don't have any interest in. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out before we c- fully go back to Planet Express, uh, Jur has to hide Fry from his dad because of the embargo and the, the yes. anger of humans. Um, and this is when Fry realizes that Jur's dad is Lur. Yes. So I skipped right to Cigar Jerk, a magazine I don't have any interest in, except I want to talk about it, apparently. You wanted to talk about it. Because I'm than... skipping plot points to be like, Bender's reading Cigar Jerk. <laughs> this small detail is more important than the plot. So Leela comes in and is like, hey, uh, I haven't seen Fry since we got back from o- Omicron Percy I ate. Like, have you seen him around? Yeah, he just went out to go get you uh, flowers, your favorite kind, because he loves you and stuff. And Leela's like, oh, that's, that's so, so romantic. And then the professor comes in. I do like that she kisses him on the forehead, <laughs> and then the professor comes in, and he's just... He's just high on that Omicronian lettuce. Uh-huh. Um, and Professor asks where where Fry is. Um, and Bender says he's gone out to get a, bur- a burrito for him. And pre- the Professor says, oh, man, that Fry is great. He's one guy I never, definitely never abandon. And then kisses Bender on the forehead. Also, what a great friend to get a burrito. Mm. Like, burritos are the perfect food. They're very good. Um. The Double Clicks have a song called I Love You Like a Burrito. And so Sarah and I say that all the time because burritos are great. I agree. And I love burritos. And I love Sarah. So it transitive property of mathematics, of addition, and burritos. Burrito edition. Burrito uh, edition sounds like a magazine about burritos, which is a magazine I would be interested <laughs> yeah, in. This so is, <laughs> magazine creators, create that. Back on Omicron Percy I ate. Uh, well, first of all, I should point out, Bender does not seem at all perturbed about his lying about Fry's absence. He's a little saddened that he abandoned Fry. But he's mostly kind of like, hey, 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 I'm so clever. There, but there is a like, oh, at the very end. So I do want to point that out. Back at there Omicron is, moving. Percy I ate. Fry is getting homesick and he misses Bender. And he's hungry. Jer gives him a miniature earth toy and Fry holds it for a moment it's like, home and then eats it yeah he's hungry anything is food for for fry right now uh i do also want to point out jur has an omicronian scouts poster that says be prepared to devour your enemy it's pretty good uh pretty good motto i think we go back to the robot arms apartments bender is really starting to miss fry now Mm -hmm. He ends up yelling at uh, Fry's bed that he didn't abandon Fry. And Bender's like, man, if only I could hear Fry's voice again. And he sees the answering machine, which is (laughs) in the year 3000. In the year 3000. I mean, maybe they're all getting tired of having cell phone telephones and want to go back to that sweet landline life. There's no wires coming out of this answering machine. It's all wireless. Mike. You can can have... (laughs) cordless phones like that's fair but they usually have a a landline they usually have a base station where there are cords coming out of you just can't see the base station but (laughs) answering machine usually was connected to the base station wasn't it Uh, this is a future answering machine oh man i keep forgetting it's the future so also i this this robot mostly cool the answering machine though i like how the thing you 
gravitate toward uh, the detail that you gravitate toward is that there's no wires coming out of it when really the thing i gravitated towards was there's a giant button that says outbound message so you can just listen to the outbound message i kind of like that though sometimes you're like i really like hearing my own voice i mean i do listen back to the podcast i mean if you are too lazy to do a podcast you can always listen to your outgoing message Mm -hmm. and get the sound of your own voice that way it's true i prefer and i would suggest making a podcast you get to talk about much wilder stuff than Call me back. Pooping when, outside. Yeah, exactly. Omicronian lettuce. The 2003 video game Eternal Darkness. Or 2002. One of those. One, of those. one of those. Anyways, the outgoing message says, Hello, it's me, Fry. I'm not here right now because we're going out getting drunk at the Olive Garden. It's it's amazing how they threw that out there. Um... I like that he gets drunk at the Olive Garden so often that he can just leave that as an outgoing <laughs> message. I think it's just an assumption. Oh, Fry, I didn't get him. He's at the Olive Garden. Unless maybe maybe it's like AOL Instant Messenger Ooh. where you could put away messages. And so you'd want to put like cool away messages. That's true. So maybe... You just hit that outgoing message twice and you speak and then boom, that's your outgoing message. So people message. know that you're getting drunk at the Olive Garden. Yeah. And it just happened to be the last thing he did before he got stuck on Omicron mm-hmm. for CI8. I feel like I would say, hey, I'm at work. Call me back at six. I'm going to leave. I'm going to. I should change. No. I was gonna <laughs> say, well, OK, because I use Google Voice for my voicemail. Uh-huh. And so you can set per uh, group or per like contact. Sure. Uh, message. Because I was like, I should make my message uh, getting drunk at the Olive Garden. But I'm like, what if work calls? And um, you could make it just for me, Ben. Mm hmm. So any, but, and every all the time, time I call you call, <laughs> the gag that will not pay off, also known as Back mil- to the Future Rom. Because we're millennials who don't use phones for phones. So I literally only call somebody if, if like, if I had to call Tema earlier this week because we carpool because she wasn't answering my text. And I was like, oh, no, but we have to go to work, though. And, and, then that's, she, and, and then, that's it. And then she didn't answer the phone either. So it was a good time. Was she was she getting drunk at the Olive Garden? She was. I will say this: she was not getting drunk at the Olive Garden at seven o'clock in the morning. So Leela shows up at this point, and she's like, "Hey, Fry, uh, where are you? We're supposed to be going to this date at the adults-only pancake house." Which, which I have questions because that sounds either great or terrifying. I am in. I don't need details. I need directions. Okay. Pancakes and something else. You've got me. Bender creatively plays back the outgoing message. So it says, I'm drunk right now. So just leave. I love you. Yeah, it's it using the olive as uh-huh. I love you, which is which is the miniest <laughs> uh, Chekhov's gun ever. Back at Planet Express, Fry somehow manages to get employee of the month because Bender just keeps saying Fry's working all the time and doing a great job. Yeah, he's been working so hard according to Bender's constant updates. And Bender indicates that he's just around the corner exterminating mice. He accidentally, he it's myself. So he's like, mice, mice, myself, elf, elf. And then he's like, oops. And Scruffy's like, well, elves are back. <laughs> and pulls out a giant mallet. It's a... a it's a very small gag. It's a very loved gag by me. This episode, I feel like, has a lot of good small gags like that. I feel like we've we've said that about some episodes recently of like, oh, these small gags are good, but the plot is fine. 
back on Omicron, Percy I ate. Fry is trying to call home. He's like, call home or phone home because it's E.T. Yeah. yeah. Um, and up- update Facebook status home, which and, I, th- I thought was a neat thing. Uh-huh. So it's dumb, he, but he it's can't neat. because of the embargo. Because that's how that works. And so Jur is like, well, in this uh, scout book, I have this thing about emergency communication. And so he's like, we just need to go out to this like junkyard Mm -hmm. and we can maybe wire something together. So they get on a bike that can fly because of love and run into a moon. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So Remember how we talked about E.T.? It's here now. uh We're doing it. It's just E.T. They're flying on a bike and uh, it is canonically powered by love. Mm. To be fair, they do run into a moon, which I thought was kind of funny, but like you're doing E.T., they're doing E.T. just blatantly without any good reason. Yeah. Like, it's a bike powered by love, which is, Lur even says later, that's a thing that's very normal here. <laughs> that's when you know you've got a great plot. You need the character to explicitly say, this is a normal thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, good job. Um, they do land at the high-tech dump, and Fry's like, I could use all this high-tech machinery, and then drags it into the shape of S.O.S. Back at Planet Express, Bender is freaking out now, and he's crying about how he abandoned Fry. I want to point out where he is. He's on the Widow's Walk. Oh, yeah, I got to dig out that drop now. Widow's Walk. You're welcome. The Widow's Walk (laughs) is the best. So, yes, he is up on the Widow's Walk. After we learned about it, I never not want to call it the Widow's Walk. And, uh... I just... I have have a weird (laughs) feeling about, like, somebody listening to this for the first time in this episode, and we're like, the Widow's Walk? What? Oh, my God. And it's like, Widow's Walk. Widow's Walk. And, like, we're going crazy about this, like, architectural... (laughs) feature on planet express what we're saying is that if this is your first one god bless you this is your first one why are you still listening so how did you make it through some of the other stuff like pooping outside so um yes he is on the widow's walk widow's walk and he is freaking out about abandoning fry and he's just super sad and so he's he's just downing beer and he smashes one of the beers and um he's like oh there's still a little beer in this so he holds up the broken end Mm -hmm. and then somehow happens to point it directly at omicron percy i8 and somehow the beer bottle acts as some sort of telescope yes so that he can see the surface of omicron percy i8 with enough fidelity that he can read sos on the planet and knows those are letters fry knows and Mm -hmm. so that's got to be fry I will say this. Yes. There are room for coincidences in story. Yes. I'll put it that way. This is wild. This is... It's so hackneyed. Usually, see, I feel like usually when it's when you get those hackneyed plot resolutions <laughs> yeah. in Futurama, it's always right at the end. Yes. This is like, okay, but we're going to put this Band-Aid two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, there's like six minutes left. And you're like, oh, well, clearly this is the only way this piece of information can possibly happen. So... As if the professor wouldn't be... Well, I guess Bender is really the only person that knows he's there. But it's just like, it's wild. So, yes. Back on Omicron Percy I-8, 
Uh, Jur and Fry are playing foosball. Uh, with foos, uh, some aliens that are very tiny and vomit when you spin them. I mean, yeah, I would as well. <laughs> That's fair. So Lur starts coming in, and so because Jer- he quote he wants to quote watch a funny <laughs> on the YouTube, which is ironically things that we say. Uh huh. Because we're we're cool people. We're very cool people. I I've never identified more with Lur than that moment. He's got some big dad energy. Oh boy! So as Lur comes in, uh, Jer like throws him in a closet, and and f- throws Fry in a closet. Mm-hmm. And Lur is like, I f- I feel like something is amiss here. I'm gonna just take a quick look in the old toy closet. Yeah, there's a little bit of wrestling when they're having a conversation about killing the foos. And uh, there's a whole bunch of skulls, and Fry's pretending to be one. He's like, hey, why, why haven't you? Uh, God, what do they call it? There's a tool a they fleam, keep, I believe. Fleam. Yeah, so we get, we do get the Chekhov's fleam. <laughs> we true. did not mention it because early in the episode, uh, Jur is showing this fleam to Fry, and he's like, oh, it's a thing to like skin off your enemies layer by mm-hmm. layer, and until they die or something. And and uh, Fry's like, you know who'd really love this? My friend Bender. So keep that one in mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he, he pulls Fry out and uh, f- finds him and then Lur throws him across the room and says, well, I'm not going to kill Fry. Jur is. And then we get a quick glimpse at Bender taking off in the Planet Express ship, going off towards Omicron Percy I-8. Mm-hmm. As always, Bender is not great about opening the hangar bay. Just kind it's of true. Out He's of impatient. It. Yeah. Um, he he says, I'm going to come save you, Fry, and then uses the answering machine to say, you're my hero. He's gotten very good at working that answering machine. It, impossibly good, actually, I would say. So back on Omicron Percy I-8, Jur does not want to shoot Fry because he calls him his pet. Lur says that after Jur shoots him, uh, Fry is in a cage, um, they can play catch with his, with his bladder. It's a very nice day outside. And Fry is also getting sick because he's been eating nothing but toy balls and mm-hmm. turds. Uh, Jerb responds uh, with what he's been eating as some stuff I made. Technically correct, the best kind of correct. <laughs> I knew you would. Lur wants to con- is has this feeling of making a man out of Jer, um, and that apparently means killing one's pet. That is exactly it. That's how one becomes a man, which is why I'm not from Mars. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're somewhere in the middle, and that's because fine. I have not killed a pet. I have had pets that have died. Yeah, but that's not the same. That's not, not how you become a man from Mars. Uh huh. My one of my cats ran away, and I was sad, and we kind of assumed. It, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what? It probably didn't even run away. It was probably killed by like a coyote or something. That coyote is from Mars, and a man. <laughs> so such a manly coyote that one. Such a manly coyote. Mm-hmm. He probably like. Puts on some awesome, like, beard oil uh-huh. and, like, just, you know, lifts weights. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. The flannel looks so great Drink on that. some IPAs. And... Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just... I'm, I went from man into, like, hipster. <laughs> yeah, you went like, quickly in there. Apparently, I think... When I think manly, I think hipster. Um, but you also think buff hipster. Throws on the latest Mountain Goats album. But um, again, buff. Buffly. If if you are a buff hipster, please tweet at Back to Futurama. If you are the Mountain Goats and would like to be on 
Back to the Futurama. Yes, this is the episode we should be using to try to get so, anybody on. Fry's like that man. The I might be dying, but the week I spent hiding in your closet, eating your turds, was the best week of my life. I feel like that's wrong. Probably, I feel, yes, I feel like that's delirium from the the dying part. Jur shoots a hole in the cage, and they take off on the love bike. Uh huh. Uh, Lur and his men are trying to keep up but the men have been hurt too much and they fall Uh uh-huh this is also where lur is like he's escaping on a bicycle powered by love which is an ordinary thing on this planet i do sometimes like those kind of cutaways of like like this is clearly a joke that i want to Mm -hmm. indicate is not a joke in our universe that i think i feel like they do that in like the naked gun movies and airplane and stuff yeah but here it just doesn't work so they go to the omicron pet clinic where Durr is on duty, which I really enjoy <laughs> as like doctor, but like yeah, Durr. it's very good. Uh, Fry opens his mouth and his teeth are like all like wild colors. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Durr is like scared or like worried and gives him you know the Omicronian lettuce. Uh huh. I I do want to point out that uh, when Durr's like, can you save him? The doctor's like, yeah, but he'd only live another 80 years at most. I'm just going to put him out of his misery, which big mood. Yeah. The humane thing is to put him to sleep. Big mood. Uh, um, Lur comes in and won't let Durr do it, vaporizing his arm that has the syringe with the chemicals to kill Fry. That's because Jur has to do it. To become a man mm-hmm. from Omicron Percy I-9. It's true. Jer won't because he doesn't want to conquer planets or kill things or wear a cape. That's also a big mood. Mm-hmm. Capes are your heritage, my dude. I mean, look at Lur. He loves that cape. When he when he's high on that hippie, what does he swish around? That cape. Man, so so Earthweed, interesting for Omicronians because they get high. Omicronian weed, apparently fine. You're assuming that hippie was on weed. Fair point. So Fry dies at this point. Why not? <laughs> it, it, I think it's mostly because Jur says Fry has a delicious red juice in him that he's been drinking every day. I mean, that's prob- that probably doesn't help between I don't, that and the I, turd eating. Yeah, that, that and the turd eating. I, don't, I just don't think ha- blood loss is a good thing. So, I'm assuming the red juice is blood because I can't think of another red juice that's inside me except for all this high sea fruit punch. This episode brought to you by Kool-Aid. Whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I put my food in my mouth again. Zagged on ya. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, widow's walk. So, unfortunately, all the ad revenue we got, we need to replace the wall for the Kool-Aid man that just <laughs> yeah. burst through into the oh, room. Oh, yeah. So, Fry dies. <laughs> But then his butt starts glowing. Yes. And then the Planet Express ship shows up in the background, and it's Bender. And uh, Fry, Fry is not dead. Is and not says, dead now. And says, I knew that you wouldn't abandon me for much more than a week. Which is such, so, so funny to me. And then... It's such a bad way it's a, it's it says a lot um and then the it's not how healthy relationships work omicronian weed sorry the omicronian lettuce uh and bender's presence makes fry's butt glow sure because of that electromagnetism or love as the as dur yeah. uh, assumes meanwhile bender is like whoa is that a flame so sure enough bender he he loved it 
Bender does love it. And then Jur and Fry touch butts to each other, and they both glow in this, like, it's supposed to be that E.T. moment. Yeah. So this is that thing that I was saying where, like, the entire reason for that joke to be is just to get that E.T. moment, but with butts. Yeah. Uh, this is when Bender says, what the hell's been going on around here? Big, important question. <laughs> I agree. That's a good, good pull, Bender. Um, I do I do want to point out that that uh, Lur accepts Jur uh, for standing up to him because that's pretty pretty cur- courageous. It's pretty manly. So, I mean, I'm going to go with courageous. I think uh, uh, regardless of where you are on the spectrum, you can be courageous. But Lur says it's manly. I can disagree with Lur on the terminology that should be used here. You can, because Lur is not in your face right now trying it's true. to devour you. If he was trying to devour me, I would probably have different thoughts entirely. Back at Planet Express, Bender, is, uh, everyone's like, man, Fry, you've just been working so hard this week. We've barely seen you. Fry's about to tell everybody what actually happened when Bender kicks him and is like, oh, yeah, he's been stuck on another delivery that he decided to take mm-hmm. on by himself. And Leela has a moment where she's like, hey, you remember that makeout session in that dark room? You were like a machine. And then that's the note that the episode ends on, which is like way to end yeah, on kind of a kind gross of. note. Uh, Bender uses the answering machine to say, it's me, Fry. And Leela's like, yeah, it is. And, 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 and his butt glows again while they're kissing. So maybe it is powered by love. It could be powered by multiple things. Well, this episode is powered by... Grades. I like this episode well enough. It's solidly fine. It there's nothing mind blowing about it. There's a lot of a lot of good little mini jokes uh, throughout that I enjoy. Um, the plot holes are vast, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I feel like after a point, you sort of the plot holes are just like so weird and dumb like seeing using a beer bottle as a telescope to see something that far away like it's just okay whatever after a point it just becomes silly and it's fine yeah um i don't love it but i don't hate it i think it's a i think it's a decent episode um i'll give it a b minus i think fair enough I think some of the plot holes, like especially the beer bottle one, is more supposed to less supposed to be a plot hole, more to be a ridiculous thing that happens. And I think, I I, I do think that you're right when some is is some comedy shows if if it's really going for something more ridiculous can be like, frankly, you we could fix that plot hole by saying a few words. But honestly, the jokes are better if we don't. Like the meta jokes, the hey, why how do we get there from there? Ah, that kind of stuff. I think that's kind of where this this episode lies a little bit, where it doesn't really seem to care that much. It's like, we're going to do the E.T. thing, but we also want to do this weird, like, Fry's not there, but there's an answering machine thing. That's what we're doing. I don't care about the plot holes. (laughs) This is funny regardless. But unlike last time, very solid A plot very solid related b plot oh absolutely. so i'm into agree. that i absolutely agree i think it i think it's very i think it's pretty funny i think the plot doesn't help with the humor as much as some of the little gags that like the elf joke that scruffy is like grabbing a mallet and gonna go kill some elves i i think that the, it's stronger in those little asides rather than sure the actual plot i don't i, think I would agree with that i think yeah. it's fine i think the easy thing is 
very much E.T. <laughs> I, I can't say anything else except for opposite and weird. So I, I guess if we're because because that's where Futurama lives anyway, of like taking a pop culture thing and making it a little weird, kind of similar to the one that comes to mind is uh, Willy Wonka with the Grunkle Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this feels like more like usual Futurama. And I agree with you that it's 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 an enjoyable episode. It's not anything super special to me, but it's it's not bad. I'll, I, I'll give it a B minus. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we want to know what you think about this episode and about that dank omicronian lettuce or pooping outside you can tell us all about these things and more i don't know what i'm inviting to this podcast (laughs) every week we invite something wilder and wilder Mm -hmm. what what fears do you have yeah tell us that Um, we've we've laid ourselves bare for you is your fear talking about pooping outside on a podcast mine was not so you can do all that and more by uh, emailing us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we are on apple podcasts and spotify so find us there rate us review us and subscribe and send to your friends because we all need to have a good long talk about pooping outside and uh just on a closing note um i did have a uh a special request um just a Listener just wanted to uh, have us remind people that uh, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So that's a good um, thing to as a as a favor to uh, somebody they know going through um, some tough times. They asked if we'd spread that uh, word out. So absolutely, if you have the ability to uh, help, um, you know, donate money or time or uh, just spread some mm-hmm. love. Um, you know, uh, just keep that in mind this month. Absolutely. Um, and if you, if you are going through a process like like uh, childhood cancer and know somebody that is, uh, we, we send our love to you. Anyways, I think that is going to do it for us mm-hmm. this week. Um, and I don't think I have anything else I could even begin to add to this episode. No, I think we've done too much. So until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.